What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You're listening to another edition of Casio's Cut. It is another edition of Casio's Cut, and I got my boy staring at himself in the camera. <laughs> David Lottom. This stupid yeah. sign you have, dude. Look, I can't help it. We've got a production apartment now. Don't be jelly. Your your employees have been hard at work. <laughs> we have uh, we're rocking and rolling. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it's David Lottom already. That's right. If you're listening at home, appreciate you joining us for another edition of Casio's Cut. Uh, we are uh, rocking and rolling here with my boy David Lynham. Um, you might know him subconsciously as the theme song for Casio's Cut podcast. He is a drummer for the band Lynham, among many other things. And that song is called White Trash Superstar. And can you quit telling people to mail you stuff in the mail? Like, you are Speaking every of- week. Every week you're saying mail me anything. You realize people mail anthrax. Look, I got those Nintendo games. I got yeah, but you yeah. got. I, I, granted, a lot of people listening are probably supporters of yours, but you got to have haters out there, and they're gonna. Mail I can't your, wait. Look, they're I gonna got, mail you excrement. Look, dude. I got the. I got the. Yeah, you're showing me all this, but what happens when they jail. mail you white powder? Well, they go to jail. That's not my fault. Think they're going to put a return address on the excrement they're going to send you? <laughs> I, I scooped this up out of my backyard, Cassio. I just wanted to see you open it. End of story. <laughs> and you're also leaving it up to them to send you stuff to make you yeah. work to make it seem interesting. They're going to start sending you stuff that's not good, not interesting. I can it's make go- anything it, interesting. Yeah, right. You're like, on the episode today. Well, I know, but I'm saying <laughs> if a grandmother, you know, when grandmother gives you socks at Christmas, you're like, oh. I got there's going to be a lot of that on this podcast. I right got there. pocket squares last time. Okay. Did, were you excited about it? Yeah, I used one already. For what? I saw you washing your truck out there with <laughs> Washing my truck. <laughs> yeah. Let's do some housekeeping here. Oh. Uh, yeah, we got that going on. All right. Speaking of, P.O. Box 19065, Casio's Cut, Huntsville, Alabama. You deserve that what you're going to get. 35804. I, I haven't seen you mail anything yet. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Well, you asked for it. You get it. <laughs> oh, before we go any further, can I give you a house? Casio's Cut, P.O. Box 19065, Huntsville, Alabama, 35804. What is this? This is a, uh, it's actually a wedding gift, but it's so late. Now it's a you, wedding gift. Well, I mean, I just had my two year anniversary. I know it's a little late for that, so I'm gonna we'll call it a housewarming gift. Well, I got to show you. You that means you are the well, Moody Moody uh, when he was on Moody Malavi, uh, comedian, he brought uh, Paki hot chips, but I don't I don't consider that a gift. Do you? By the way, hearing y'all chomp on chips on a podcast, yeah, 
That was great. I was I was really enjoying it. I had people I said, forget about comedians and cars getting coffee. They want comedians eating Smacking chips on, on a podcast. <laughs> comedians crunching on chips in a podcast. So this is from you and your wife, right? Yeah. She picked it out, but it is so y'all. It is so it's you. It's so y'all, me and my wife, Big Booty Judy. Yeah. I guess she's going to be mad that I opened it without her. That's all right. Okay. She'll love it when that thing is sitting so on the our, kitchen we gotta, table. We'll bring this up. Ha- a wedding gift, two years late from David Lynham. I said it's a housewarming yeah. gift. Oh, now you've switched it to housewarming? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a, we got breakables in here. We got... Uh, you got titties in there. We got, excuse me? You got titties in there. What? What is One this? titty. <laughs> oh, gosh. You wait, know wait. what they are yet? No. They're, you, you're claim- Why do you claim they're boobs? Look. The only thing wrong with this is that they're the same size, and we both know... No girl has the same size boobs. Well, they lay Look on the lady. They lay on. Salt, they, pe- it's a salt and pepper shaker. No for, way. For those of you listening. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's a lady. It's a girl laying on her back. And you can pick her boobs off of her body, which is a bit disturbing. But and that's can, the salt and pepper shaker. So one boob is salt, one boob oh, is pepper. Oh, look at that. In the, Dude, when Meemaw comes David, over. David, take, take one of the, the boobs off. <sighs> When Ironically, it's the first time I've told you that. But. When Meemaw comes over for Thanksgiving, <laughs> dude, that has got to be on the table. So we're showing it to the camera if you're watching on YouTube. but Maybe you should tweet out a picture of this. Too. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll definitely send a picture out, but that's the lady. That's the mastectomy picture. <laughs> oh, <gee. laughs> All right, so <laughs> is she going to be with us the rest of the show? I think she is, right? We'll probably break her before your wife even gets out. That's a true story. <laughs> Am I going to explain why I got broken titty on the floor? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you, dude. Did you pick that out or did you watch? No, my wife did. I was about to say, there's no way you picked it I mean, that. I agreed with it. I mean, you saw it and laughed. And I paid for it. So. <laughs> I don't even want to get into what it costs to it. get this. Look t- at her. I kind of like it. It kind of goes with the sign. Mm-hmm. We got the David Lynham production sign. Now we got the lady. Look at that. They go together. Mm. That is. That's strong. Your studio is just smacking that. Let me let me ask you this though. Mm-hmm. How do I know which one's which? Oh, two and three holes. Yeah, yeah. Those are those little bump around the which, areolas. What is it? <laughs> which which has more salt or pepper? I can't remember. I don't know. One of them. Now I got to do research. How do you get it in there? By the way. Oh, That's what she said. in the box. <laughs> Look, <laughs> see how it's got a little cork on the bottom. These are awesome, man. Well, thank you. Tell your wife thank you. Yes. It says spice of life. Spice of life. So I think she should face that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Can you imagine that thing sitting on a lazy Susan right in the middle of your kitchen Oh, it's table? going. It's going on the kitchen table. Matter of fact, I'm not going to tell my wife, Big Booty Judy, about this gift. I'm just going to let her see it when she comes home from work. And see tell her she, she bought it. You've got this. You don't remember buying this at the <laughs> store? Remember? Uh, well, thank you, dude. You're welcome. It's a house. Of course, it's a housewarming, not a... Right. Totally not a wedding gift. It makes this house... It's not just warm. It's hot now. <laughs> well, you keep passing gas. Uh, all right. So, we uh, let's get into this. You, me and you have known each other since... You want to start? 90s? You want to start when we first met? Cause late 90s? I'll have to tell that story because you sure as shit don't remember <laughs> it. You were working... You were... Oh, no, no, no. The first time we met had to have been your first day at Rick and Bubba. Yes. 
then why did you bl- okay so the second time we meet i go to a what is it a a, a one of those lo- on location things you do a that, remote. A remote at zayden's hamburgers that was many years after mm-hmm. my first day Right? I, sh- I showed up. I th- you know, I don't know why I thought bringing re- ribs on your first day at Rick and Bubba would be like an icebreaker. I worked and you for would the, remember it. I worked for the syndicated Rick and Bubba radio show. My first day as an intern, I had a lot flying at me on my first day. You know, I was just excited to be there. You visited, brought a girl you were dating, mm-hmm. and brought ribs. Brought uh, some ribs for everybody to eat. Dude, I thought that was I was in. I, I show up to Zayden's Burgers. And you're out there doing a remote. And I was like, hey, man, I'm the guy that brought you ribs. And yeah, oh, here's another stalker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, what do, you want me, what do you want me to sign? That was kind of. A, I signed your forehead and told you to move on yeah. down the line. Uh, yeah, so uh, you came to the remote. Yeah. You came to there. Still hardly remembered it. Yeah, I don't know what. A few years down the road, we meet again. Right. Uh, you kept telling me to come see your band. Oh, I yeah. remember this distinctly. Oh, no, I forgot about this. So we've hung, we we like hung out a couple times, you know, like mutual friends. You know, we went to downtown Birmingham, met a couple times, and you kept going, come see my band, come see my band. And I finally go to this restaurant y'all are playing at, and when I walk in, there's this guy that's, I mean, butchering, I think Creed, I believe, oh, or yeah. Three Doors Down. Oh, we let a fan up to sing a song. Well, I didn't know. But you didn't know. <laughs> I walk in and there's this guy murdering a song, three doors down, and he gets off and y'all jokingly said whatever his name was and said his last name was Lynam. Yeah. Oh, and, and so, so you're even I more thought, convinced. I thought well, that was the lead singer. Hello. <laughs> I wanted to turn around and leave before you saw me and you made eye contact and you were going, stay from the drum set. You're like, no, stay, stay. And so I, you're like, we're going to take a break. And you come running up to me. You're like, hey, he's not our lead singer. You you could see the look oh, on my I face. I was I was like, oh, what did I? Get yeah, you know we, we had a, this guy that used to get up with us, and we would play a joke on him and just play the song two or three keys higher. Oh, really? And he wasn't an experienced singer, so he just would think in his head, "My God, I'm struggling with this song tonight. <laughs> I, can, I don't know what it is. I can nail this in the shower. Yeah. When I'm in the shower, I don't know what it is about the warmth <laughs> of the water, but man. This bar, I can't get it. But it was us the whole time changing the key of it, but. Yeah, okay, so that's when we started being, that's when we got to be friends. Yeah. Dude, we, and then quickly from there, we both started gaining popularity where we called it, what, untouchable status. Untouchable status. Now, before yeah. we would go to clubs in Birmingham, we'd pay full cover everywhere we went. Then we started being successful and making good money. You're in a band line, and it, you, you guys start gigging a lot, you know, mm-hmm. traveling, gigging a lot. You know, and like every band that starts, you start gigging everywhere around the city you're from. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting a ton of gigs in town, private events, the whole deal. I I start my radio career uh, and being on the radio all the time. So, yeah, like you said, we're kind of. Do you remember playing that game of who would get recognized the most? Yeah. We, we, had would, a, <laughs> we would go we, out somewhere. We'd go to lunch. And, and somebody got, was like, oh, I'm a big fan <laughs> of yours, Casio. And then you'd, be, you'd look at me and be like, that's one. 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 That's one buddy. I never had the most, had to had got their lunch paid for at the end. So. <laughs> That and then there, we knew there was game to play. we knew there was locations where we could go. I know like, I would always try and persuade him. Let's go out in Birmingham. You're like, no, let's go Gadsden. Said, no, let's go out in Birmingham. I'm really. In You're like, I know a couple restaurants where I'll be just undefeated. Uh, so we're we're doing yeah no, and by the way, at that time we joked about 
untouchable status because it's the big fish in a little pond. That's right. And you, we just hung at our cruise places. Right. They all worked at every bar and every restaurant and every uh, everywhere you wanted to go. So we knew somebody there. Not just recognized, but legit, you know, our friends were working there. Yeah. Uh, and you're playing in half the bars. So, you you know, you're knowing all the people that work there. So we we start hanging out more. And you were DJing at that time, weren't you? Yeah. I did the radio and then I DJed. Yeah, I meant like DJing in the club. I remember yeah. I remember coming to see you at Tiki Bob's. Tiki Bob's Birmingham. Dude, I remember the song that was big was To the Window, to the Wall. <laughs> you go, hey man, I've played this four times since you before you got here. Watch this. He goes, It had to have been twenty minutes ago. Boom, you hit it. The whole crowd goes crazy. He goes, They can't get enough, man. They can't get enough. You'd have thought you produced the song. You're like, <laughs> yeah. they just can't get enough of this song. The two man. songs that I remember in the club was yeah, fifty cent in yeah. the club and from the window to the wall. You could ping pong them every twenty minutes, dude. Maybe people when Fifty nuts. Cent in the Club came out, uh, we jokingly said I, I people would just come up and go, I go, I just I can't play it, man. I've already played it once. And they just start begging. I'll give you $5. I'll give you $10. I'll buy oh, you yeah, a shot. They... You're like, well, I mean, if you're going to give me $10 and buy me a shot, and they're like, oh, is that it? Yeah, done. And, yeah. and like 30 seconds later, somebody goes, hey, man, you going to play 50 cents? I just can't. Guys. Pay the going rate for it. I, can give <laughs> you I mean, last time it was 10 and a shot. Might be twelve fifty for you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was when we were rocking and rolling. And then uh, then you guys started gigging more, and I moved out to, to Los Cal- Angeles. Yeah, I remember you getting a Leno and wearing one of our shirts. I thought that was huge. So uh, the band line them, you guys do White Trash Superstar, the theme song for the podcast. Yeah. Um. Which was originally a song called White Trash Christmas that we made for... Was, ch- was Christmas first? Yeah, we That's made amazing. it, we I, made I it for it a benefit album for Kid One Transport, and it never they shelved the album. It never got released, so we go, we don't want to waste this song, so let's just make it something else. We still play it every Christmas on the rocket. See? I, but I thought Superstar, I couldn't remember, I thought Superstar came out first, and then mm. you made a Christmas version. No. So you've got, uh, you guys are gigging, and... and uh, from there, you know, Lynam has, you still gig together, still got gigs, but uh, doing separate things as well yeah. over the years. I, I don't know where you want to start. I don't know. You, yeah, you know, I'm, I told I'm you horrible to, on timelines. Well, I told so. you to get stories together. So, we'll, I mean, we'll bounce around. We'll do whatever. Yeah. I mean, you and all the, de- dude, I remember some of the. <laughs> Let's preface this by don't forget that me and you are married. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I remember doing a show back then and you being like, hey, man. After the show, we got to go by the Nick and see my cousin real quick, man. He's going to play a show. And I was like, oh, come on, man. We have to go down to the Nick. That's not a good place for an after party. You're like, man, I told him we had come. We go down there and see <laughs> your cousin, Yellow Wolf. And there's, what, 20 people in there? At best, yeah. Dude, he murdered. I was like, he, did, he, here, Here's when you know somebody's a performer. Uh, I had, when I got into stand-up comedy, a guy named Mickey Dean, who you know, of course, got me into stand-up comedy and... He had to tell me after a show one time, and, I, you know, it's the same thing for a band, and, and it's what Yellow Wolf did that night. It, it does, You will gain more fans for those 20 if you perform like there's 500. Yeah. If there's 500 and you do your thing, you might get lost in the shuffle. People's having parties. Might not be paying attention. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're kind of almost a sideshow sometimes. Yeah. For a band, your background noise. For a comedy, you're just up there doing your thing, and they're hanging out. But for a show with with a few people, the smaller crowd, it's very intimate. And if you rock that thing and treat them like they're five hundred people, 
They'll be your fans for life. Yeah. I, me, and, me and Mickey Dean did a gig at the Stardome in Birmingham, and it was the Friday that they just switched the Alabama-Auburn game to Friday, Black Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And there was like 90 people, which for the Stardome, which holds 420 at that time, it looks like it's there. It's a ghost town. And he had. To, I was like, man, this crowd. I don't even want to be here tonight. And Mickey's like, no, you got the wrong mindset, bro. Yeah, there could be a corporate guy here. Hey, and he went in there. I mean, I, I did my thing and, and did okay. Uh, but I did have a better attitude. And then he went and absolutely annihilated. And every single one of them came up afterwards, bought merch, got pictures, you know. Oh, yeah. Just, and I thought, well, that he proved his point. He he smashed that out of the park. Oh, yeah. So, uh like you said, that night, Yellow Wolf at the Nick in Birmingham, maybe 20 people at so The last time he played for 20 people in Birmingham, I guarantee <laughs> yeah. that was it. He went off, That was son. I Dude, I knew he was good because I was actually happy to be sitting down at the Nick, and I'm, that's not <laughs> one of my favorite places to go ever, but that was great, man. The I Nick is, a, is your typical, whatever town you live in, dive bar that has rock bands that play till 5 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's held up by Staples. Yeah, like... And, and if you make one wrong turn out of the place, <laughs> you're, you're not going back to the Nick. Yeah, you're you're in or trouble. your mom's house. Right. You're dead. Lucky you're close to a hospital. Um, <laughs> lucky. Uh, that was one of my favorite. My one of my favorite lines about the Nick ever. What is Kings of Leon? Do you remember that? Uh-uh. <laughs> we went to see Kings of Leon in Birmingham. Remember they saw? Oh that? wait, wait, is that where he said? He said everybody cheered. He said again. last time I was in Birmingham, and a sold out arena. The BJCC is sold out. Yeah. You know, what, 15,000 ball, give or take? I don't yeah. know how much it holds. But the lead singer of Kings Leon says, last time I was in Birmingham, we played the Nick. And everybody starts cheering. He goes, nope, none of y'all were there. Shut up. None <laughs> of y'all were there. He's like, there was five of them, and I know all five. I remember what they were. none like. of them's here. That's right. Uh, so I've heard more than one. I've heard Zach Brown say that, too. He used to play Dave's Pub every week on Tuesday before he got big. and. Everybody cheered when he said Dave's Pub. He goes, nah, y'all shut up. Y'all were not there. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of those bars is you go, and then later you're like, I saw that guy. Playing for nobody. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty. That's why those towns need, you know, every town needs that bar. But, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty great. So, you saw Yellow Wolf with the Nick. That was uh, that was fantastic. He ripped it to shreds. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't know where you want to go. You said you made a list. So, I, I'm down to free flow here. Dude, I, I, I was just thinking. I want to get to a couple things, but I'm going to let you kind of free stop. I mean, look, we had some crazy times back in the day, but the, the, you and, and our friend uh, DJ Led uh, and Broy <laughs> just have the best stories. There's we, <laughs> we, had, we had a bunch of people in the mix back I then. I can remember them walking into the studio, which is where I met my wife. They walk it's in a there bar called the studio. And DJ Led is, he's got a stack of posters, man, and he's just as hard as he can he's writing and then flipping it over writing full size flipping it over and Broy's like man what the hell are you doing he goes i'm setting us up to look at tits tonight and he goes what he goes yeah i'm set i'm set i'm gonna hook you up man you're gonna be glad i did this and he's just signing them and he looks you're gonna be glad i did this he looks down as dale earnhardt posters and i mean it's a stack of a hundred of them and he's signing He's signing a fake signature and putting, keep your foot on the gas. 
Like, like that's something that Earnhardt Sr. would ever say, dude. That, and this was way before Ricky Bobby, but that is a Ricky Bobby line. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is before he died, obviously. Yeah. And, dude, he was as serious as a heart attack, right? And keep it, keep your foot heart on attack. the gas. Dude, we got a picture. Here's his heart attack. <laughs> what? He said, here's this heart attack, right? Did you call Adele a heart attack? No, no, no. no he's hard at riding. <laughs> you said, here's this heart attack. No, he is just riding. I want to call somebody a heart attack now. From now on. <laughs> from now on. So he writes these. <laughs> he writes all these posters, and he fake signs them, okay? And sure enough, the club opens, and he announces that he's got them. And come limited uh, edition, limited edition autograph, Dale. Earnhardt. Come see, come see. Throw me at up the your booth. number threes. Come see me at the booth if you want one. And of course, just girls line up because they know they're you know. Well, the dudes cute. came and he didn't do anything. Oh no, he's like, we ain't got him. We're out. We're out. We're out. Girls come up. He's, <laughs> oh, my daddy loves Dale Earnhardt. He loves Dale Earnhardt. He loves it. He's gonna be. And he goes, well, let's let's see him. And. They'd show him, and then he'd go, look, here it is, but you got to go back in the back, and you got to show Broy, all right? Don't forget to show Broy. And Broy said he was back there DJing, and he'd see a girl come around the corner with the rolled-up poster in her hand. <laughs> you would know that it's time. he get ready. He's about, yeah, he's like, all right, let's get ready, get ready. He's come about to get a sight. He's like, you know what you got to do. <laughs> Dude, so the funniest part of that story, though. Keep your foot on the gas. Yeah, that, that gets me, the keep your foot on the gas, but also the fact that they went home and gave it to their dad, and there is no telling. There's probably a hundred dads that have that picture, like framed <laughs> on the wall, like you do back here. And it's every time somebody comes over, like, "Oh, damn, I didn't know you had it." Yeah, my daughter got it for me one night. Is that not amazing? <laughs> Having no idea. No idea what his daughter did to get that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that is awesome. That's not a band story. Keep your foot on the gas, people. Yeah. yeah. Then we did. What? You get approval by Led and Broy. Um. Yeah. Nope, you should have. All right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody's listening, are they? Nah, nobody's listening. We got to start getting some advertisers on this show, dude. You're well, get, you're getting good. Da- I just looked at your numbers. It's time to start. Well, let's hey, do if, it. Hey, if y'all are out there wanting to advertise on a podcast, boy, this one is the numbers are shooting up every week. This is the way you go right here, and they're gonna plummet after me. But look, that said, look, see where this naked lady salt and pepper shaker is. Your merch could be there. That's right. Yeah. We could have been talking about it right there. And the little sign that says David Lynham right there. That's I could say that an advertiser's name. I really could. Um, all right, so we're gonna bounce around. We got a ton of stuff to get yeah, to. I, by the way, I'm bad on timelines. Like I you do such a good job with other stand up comedians doing timelines, but not I, you. I, boy, I'm terrible about it. Like I'm sitting here trying to think Wait, of some, What are you getting? Your notes? Yeah, I, I wrote down some stuff. Oh dude. <laughs> what we <laughs> I haven't told you the make a wish kid. No. Somebody's thinking right now, how in the hell are you going to make something about a Make-A-Wish campaign? I was about to say, you you went all over the board here. Look, back in, uh, I don't know if it was, yeah, it's probably MySpace. Uh, we had a mother reach out to us and be like, listen, my, you're my son's favorite band. And we were touring through, we were playing Johnson City, Tennessee with Hinder that night. And uh, she was like, uh, he, one of his dying wishes is to meet y'all. And uh, how we were, about that? Oh, dude, we were That's like, gigantic. whatever we got to do. And it was drive an hour away. So we sound checked early and we drove all the way to the hospital and we get up there and the mother's like, I'm not there, but he's in there. Go see him. And so you're his favorite band. He's clearly in some 
He's clearly got some health issues. Doc, I didn't even ask what the health issues were. We just made it happen. So they we, did, you just know he's in the right. hospital. So we find him in the hospital. We walk in there. Okay. We start talking to him, and it takes us about two and a half, three minutes, and we notice this kid has no idea who we are as a band. Guy, you grabbed your head. I thought you were going to say no hair. No, 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 no. I got really worried. <laughs> I thought, what are we doing? He has no idea who we are. What? Do, do you well, understand? Well, you're his favorite band. She's lied to us. And at that time, all this is racing through my head is, I, I, she's got a kid. She's doing, she wants to do anything for her kid. Maybe maybe that's what it is. We start, so Jacob lives in this kind of uncomfortableness. He Jacob, loves it. Jacob's the lead singer yeah, of Lana. He loves it. He could sit there forever in this really uncomfortable situation. And just, <laughs> Just eat it up. So Jacob goes, who do you think we are, by the way? And the kid's like, um, Kill Switch Engage. And oh, by the gosh. way, at that time, Kill Switch Engage had a black oh, lead singer. Gosh. <laughs> and Jacob goes, no, nope, that's not who we are. I and thought dude, you were going to run with it. Unless the kid guessed for 10 minutes. I would have ran with it. I was like, hey, just tell him who we are. Dude, Guess what? I, I would have started acoustic doing Kill Switch Engage. Looking back in hindsight, he's probably passed away now, but that's what Thanks. we should have done. Appreciate well, that. Yeah. Well, just trying to create keep we need the fun to, going on the need, we need cut. Now nah, we need you to say he kicked out. <laughs> kicked out. So he did we just By the way he was in there for diabetes. I don't know what he's in there for. And I don't know if he's he may have I don't know, but you want to talk about uncomfortableness when that kid goes, I, I'm sorry, I don't know who y'all are. So did you eventually tell him? Yeah. You tell him you're lying him, and he's, uh, and just he's like, never heard of us. So what was the end game, though? The end game was, hey, uh, we spent 30, 35, 40 minutes with him, and we just were like, hey, we got to go play a show, man. No, it's but I mean, be- the, what's the end game for mom? I why, don't. Why? That, that's what I never, I never reached back out to. I wanted to be like, hey, what are you doing, dude? Was dad there? No, nobody was there. We just walked Wait, into Wait, you it. mean nobody was, no family member was no there? No family member was there. I, I feel like y'all broke a law there, first of all. Y'all I, need I think guidance. security probably should be a little tighter. Right. Because, dude, we're dressed up looking like we look. Looking <laughs> like we look. Hey, You look like daggum kill switch and gate. Yeah, nobody says mean? a word to the cross-dressing looking guys walking through the, just all through the you hospital, got, right got, in through a door where they didn't say, are you related? Hey, that kid may be dying, and we need to check. You got out. your guy liner on yeah, and spiky totally hair. Down. Yeah, you know, Jake. jewelry. Jake, I'm just saying, we all look like that. We walked in there <laughs> looking like a struck match, and that nobody said a word to us, dude. I, so we left there. <laughs> like I, like we left there, and I'm telling you, I didn't have the heart to reach back out to the mom, but it, it drove me crazy. No, you need to find your login for my for MySpace. Yes, is impossible. Why? You don't change your password. Yeah, it's it not is. Hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Somebody go to MySpace and leave a comment on David's. <laughs> what was your name? Lineham sucks. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. But it it kills me to know what in the hell she was thinking, dude. I thought maybe Dad was going to be there, and like that was really her surprise for the dad. But when you said nobody was there, I, I don't know the end game. All I can guess is like whoever his favorite band was. They. She didn't think she could get him. So you one of the best. They were already booked. So yeah. you got on him. So you got us. <laughs> you got dude, he was not excited. Like, maybe he might not even have been a fan of music. I couldn't tell by the look <laughs> on his face. He gave us zero. 
He wasn't like, well, thanks anyway. I like meeting the band, you know, none of that. No, he it was, was just, he was kind of ticked. Oh, I just wanted to crawl in my shoes. Was there any fun moments? It was like daddy slapped mommy at the dinner table. It was so uncomfortable, dude. <laughs> Why? Dude, it was so bad. So we just left and went and played the show. I was like, well, this would right, so, be a great story one day. So as you, you're doing your other things, uh, one of your other many things was you ended up at one point, you guys are involved with the band Adler. Let's go there for a second. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so Stephen Adler. Janie Lane, when he passed away, the singer of Warrant. Jacob. He was uh, a big Lottam fan. Yeah. Jacob somehow gets lined up with Stephen Adler, and Stephen listens to our music. Stephen Adler, former drummer of Guns N' Roses. Right. And Stephen's like, I, you know, I, 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 you want me to do my impression? <laughs> I, I didn't know you had it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's solid. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to like this is your podcast. suck myself off, but my my Steven <laughs> is pretty solid. We're on YouTube. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> we'll go. He goes. Um, um, I got you getting into character because he's got that you know Greta Van Susteren thing. The um, Greta <laughs> Van Susteren. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? With it? What? <laughs> I'm not gonna do the impression. <laughs> no, Why? I don't know because it, have it, you ever done it in front of him? No, no, no. All right, so we we should say. You, okay, so Jacob gets the job. Uh, he he's wants, a singer now yeah, he's, of the he's band like, Adler. He's like, man, I've always done Adler's Appetite, which is just playing GNR songs. I want to do an original album. Okay. So he gets Jacob, and Jacob and him and Jeff Pilson from Dawkins that now plays with Foreigner, uh, they get together and write an album. And um, Jacob's like, hey, man, this is no big deal. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take you with me. So I'm going to take Mark with me. Whoever wants to go with me, we're not going to be Mark, out the bass player of Lionel. Yeah. He goes, we're going to uh, go out on tour with him, and y'all can tech. And uh, just so everybody has employment for the summer, and uh, we would go, you know, I was going to tour manage and set up be the drum stuff. Tech. Yeah, which was a big job. It's a lot to do with, oh. with him. So we should say Adler uh, was no longer with Guns N' Roses because... Oh, he was kicked out of GNR for, I guess they Party. said drug abuse. Yeah. Okay. So if which is funny. I was about to say Guns and Roses, if they're but, kicking you out for partying, yeah, you've brought it, son. Yeah. Um. So he well documented. He was in and out of rehab. He was on, I believe, Celebrity Rehab for VH1. And by this time, when we started this project, he was Hollywood sober. Like he was. Wasn't that he, right after a Celebrity Rehab? Yeah. Which he told us was on complete, complete BS. <laughs> really? You Shocker go to, of the century. Yeah, you go to real rehab, and then they film this show afterward and make it look oh, like really? it. Yeah, it was all BS. All right, so he's on Celebrity Rehab. He, then now he's, so like you said, he's Hollywood sober. Yeah, he smokes weed all day. And like when he flies, he has to take some Xanax or something. I, I, did, a, I did an interview uh, with Jake the Snake Roberts, and he was telling us one time how Sober he was, but in, yeah, in Hollywood. And he was like, well, no, he was like, ah, right, guys, I, I've never been this more so, sober, Ma. I'm sober. We're like, oh, that's cool. And he goes, yeah, I mean, they, they only let me have like two or three beers a day. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, okay, well, that's not sober, but I appreciate you playing the game. So we knew for him that was good. So for Stephen Adler, yeah, we re- we knew we had read the books. We knew how likely this was that. It could go tits up quick. You so know? now you're overseas. You're in Asia, right? No, no. Look, before we even leave to go on tour, there's this, there's this talk amongst the band that hey, if Stephen falls off the rails and like disappears in a third world country, you're just going to cancel the tour. 
uh, we're not going to cancel this tour. <laughs> and I was like, well, what are you going to do? If he's, he, yeah. Y'all are kidding yourselves if you think he, people are there to see y'all. Right. Probably the is. name is Adler. Oh, they say, well, you're, no, no, you're going to have a wig. You're going to have a wig on standby, and, and we'll get soft lighting on you, but you're going to play as Steven. <laughs> And I was like, I can tell you guys, that ain't happening. I'm not getting up on stage in a wig and pretending to be somebody else. Because oh. that could be catastrophically bad when you're in South America. And I need this. Dude, and there's a riot. They figure out that you're not Steve. You told me. You said, you said, I don't know what to do. I, they have me practicing Adler songs. And, yeah. I, and they're going to do the lights down low. And I'm going to wear a big a wig. curly wig. If he doesn't show up and all signs point towards he could really <laughs> fall off the rails in some of these. And I told you then, I need it to happen. I am <laughs> yes. rooting for you. To, just one and night. And I'm rooting for you to get busted as like, well. I, by the I was rooting for Adler just to have an off night. Maybe he got tonsillitis. Just one night off the wagon. Maybe he had tennis elbow. <laughs> it wasn't even drug related. I just needed him to miss a gig. Okay? I needed him to miss a gig. And that you would have to fill in with your wig and low lighting, and somebody would call you out because th- that wasn't the year, that wasn't the t- age of TMZ like we're in now, but yeah. that was a very TMZ story. Dude, I can tell you, at the time, he would bring weed with him, and he would shove <laughs> sh- it in his ass oh, God. To, to fly places. And when we would touch down, we'd be like, "Man, you know, we're in a new city. We're in, we're in Japan, or we're in Canada, or we're in South America. Let's go, uh, let's go see the city for a little bit." He's like, "Guys, let me, guys, I'm just gonna take it back to the room if you don't mind. I, I, I really don't feel like doing a bunch of walking." And he's walking. <laughs> you can tell it's like he's got a popsicle stick up his he's ass. Keistered some. He, and and then they would tell me later, "Hey, he's walking like that because he's." He's got his weed for the trip. So he had to check into the hotel and just chill until everything passed. Oh, yeah. And there was, like, no smoking in the hotel, and he is just chain smoking. They're like, sir, you can't do that. He was like, what does it cost? And they're like, that's a $500 fine every day. He goes, here, leave me alone. The whole hall on where he stayed smelled like weed and cigarettes. It was crazy. (laughs) But it's so funny. It's so funny to be around somebody like that that just doesn't doesn't care like and doesn't have to care because people are like so happy that when we would stop in the airport when we touched down in uh in japan there were people holding of course gnr cds but line them cds too for jacob to sign just because i knew the background they'd studied they the had background. Done all their homework dude and uh jacob pointed at me in the picture and was like and they're like oh you you oh they had me sign it and it was it was crazy i've never gone to it was in South America, when we arrived at the airport, there was a crowd of probably 500 people at the airport. At the Just, airport? Yeah, it was like Beatles, dude. Down South America is the best place for musicians to play rock and roll. I heard, I mean... They are it, insane rabbits. UK's big fans. Not A lot new. of bands go on European tours because yeah, they appreciate you, South good America, rock and roll. Have you watched like the ACDC uh Oh, they'll shows. jam in Brazil, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they will jam, yeah. Peru, Brazil. Oh, another trip. Another thing that happened on our trip down to uh, South America is the promoter had us bought several different shows. He bought all the shows, but they he flew us every day to the next show. And this airline was um, having a maiden voyage. It was their first time this airline had gone from this city to that city. So on the plane, they were filming a commercial for it because they're okay. going to – Get a little and, promo video. Yeah, they're going to do a promo video, and they have a mariachi band on the plane, too, <laughs> which, 
we were like, wow, this is crazy. We're on the maiden voyage, and they're going to film a commercial with us in the air with them. And they're like, oh, that's <laughs> I great. I don't know why, but you keep saying maiden voyage, and it sounds like you guys are on the Nina Pinta and Santa Maria. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Columbus. We get to... <laughs> So we get up at cruising altitude, and the second we, they announce we're at cruising altitude, the mariachi band fires up. <laughs> and the cameras are going crazy, and Steven doesn't know about this commercial. So Steven stands up, <laughs> and you know where you put your hands together like this? You're like... Hi, He's like, thanks, guys. We're really happy. He's like announcing, we're really happy to be here. We, you don't have to do this. This is really not. I tugged on this. I said, hey, Steve, we, this ain't for you, buddy. They're doing a commercial for the airline. He thought it was a bunch of fans going awesome. nuts on the plane. Awesome. Dude, so many things like that happen. He had. Well, I don't know what he had to take to get on that plane, but he was pretty incapacitated. Nervy? Nervous? Yeah, he gets nervous. Fine. He gets super nervous. Yeah, but he 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 overdid it in the Miami airport on our layover. We went from Miami down to South America, and dude, I'm sitting up front and I'm counting all of our crew because it's my job to make sure everybody's in the vehicles we're going. And I've counted, and I was like, man, they're about to close the doors. And I was like, Jacob, uh, Stephen has not gotten on this plane. And uh, Jacob stops everything and runs out there in the airport, finds him. And he goes to get him He's on the just plane. wandering around? Yeah, I don't know if he'd maybe gone to a bar or something. I don't know. But he, uh, he's he's in bad shape. And the pilot's like, you're not getting on my plane in this condition. And Jacob starts lying to the pilot going, listen, this guy, he's got a, he's got a medical condition. And the pilot's like, I know who this guy is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, we know. I, he's I've listened gonna... to a radio before. <laughs> I know who this guy is. And uh, they get him on the uh, – I don't know how he How? They just sweet talked him. Yeah, he sweet talked him. He said he's just a medical condition. He's just nervous about flying, and so he got on the plane. And like four hours go by, and Stephen st- stands up and goes, "Guys!" And this, like, you know, it's one of those red eyes. You're on the plane. Yeah, everybody's sleeping. He just stands up, guys. When are we gonna hit Miami? Jesus, this is taking forever. <laughs> dude, we went to we went through Miami four hours ago, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sit down, people are sleeping, man. <laughs> You're killing me. Guys. Oh, it's funny. So we did the, that and we did that up until You should say he made it he made it the whole tour. Yeah, he did he the whole tour. Rock and rolled. We did Canada, we did Japan, Tokyo, we did a couple of shows with uh Duff McKagan. Mm-hmm. Those were huge shows because two of the guys from GNR right. are playing it together. So we did uh two shows in Japan and um Man, I got to see parts of the world, you know, and I never would have gotten to see had it not been with that. But when we finally stopped doing the touring is when he backed out of a bunch of UK dates and we had blocked off. I, it was just last minute. He was like, man, I just, I don't, I don't want to go do these dates. And we were like, but they're next week, dude. We got to do He's like, yeah, just cancel them all. I'm not doing them. And we were like, it screwed us so bad. He Fine. just faded on enthusiasm about it? Yeah, he, he just, just worn were, out from the road? He didn't want to go do... A month of dates, a month and a half of dates in the UK, and we had already, you know, canceled all our lineup shows, and we were like, man, we can't afford to do that ever again because it screwed us so bad. Like, it's no big deal to him. He he doesn't need money. Right. But he just rescheduled them for later, I guess. But at that point, we were like, yeah. Jacob's like, I canceled too many writing sessions. I said, we canceled too many gigs. It's just not worth it to 
on the chance he may do that. So was your summer again. with Stephen Adler? It was supposed to be. Dude, everything big we ever were going to have on a – we once had a summer tour booked with Cinderella and Warrant, and it was all arenas across the country. And two weeks before the – dude, we had already ordered a shit ton of merch. We had a whole trailer full of merch because mm-hmm. we were planning on moving it, Jack. At yeah. those shows, we were hustling, and we moved merch. Two weeks before it, Tom Kiefer blows out his vocal cord, and they have to cancel the whole tour. Uh. And then a year or two later, Janie died, and it was like, oh, that was such a kick in the Jeez dick Louise. to us, dude. It killed us. We're it a small us, band, but... It took us forever to move that merch, because we had to just move them <laughs> at our shows. We went from like 15,000 people at a show to, you know, our tour, 200 to 600 right. people that we were playing for around the Southeast, so... Took forever to unload that merch. Speaking of uh, touring the world with you guys, um, no, I'm not talking about when we went to uh, took the bus all over the beach and the you pulled the hose out of the shitter in the parking <laughs> lot of the club and <laughs> <in> the tour <laughs> bus. <laughs> Song sewage everywhere. Do you remember that? I, I mean, it was my job, so all the mistakes made on sewage were on me. <laughs> by, the, by the way. You just got on to me and Moody for Jew and Chips, and you're crunching ice into the microphone. But uh, I'm going to warn okay. you. No, no, no. Thanks. I appreciate you telling me that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not the radio legend podcast mogul that you are. I'm sorry. Well, look, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you were bitching about me. And no, we did a right. segment I'm did. crunching. I'm dead. People I'm at home are going, what is the random crunching? <laughs> That's me. Guys. YouTube saw you, but I, I, I needed to explain it for podcasts. So speaking of touring the world, we go on a cruise together, Shiprocked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, luckily, you had a spot in your cabin. Dude, I was like, Blackstone Cherries on this cruise. You're going to be in heaven. This Vince Neil. Yeah. Just solo. Uh, was, was, it was called Motley Crue. Was, Cinder- was, was Cinderella there? No, it was Shiprocked. Cinderella might have been there. I don't know. I don't remember the lineup. I believe Cinderella might have been there. We played it six years, so I can't remember the particular. I know because Blackstone Cherries is your favorite. Blackstone band. Cherry was there. That was just you when we were dude, When they took the stage in that small room. You lost your fucking mind. I thought, dude. I thought I saw tears coming down your face. You were like the, <laughs> the Beatles just landed in America. Dude. Me and you look like kids at a birthday party, and the pinata had just been busted. We were yes. going wild, punching the air, kicking, head banging. We jammed it down in that bar. Um, they melted our face off, and a lot we, of drinking on that trip, man. Well, we also we got, um, you know, you know. Here's the deal. They. Music cruises, people have drink tickets, and they handle the musicians like crazy. And so, well, then one night, it rained, <laughs> and we got stuck on the uh, on the boat. Mm-hmm. And so, I ventured over to the casino, and at the casino bar, I ended up meeting Johnny Damon, the baseball player who was a free agent at the time, and... Then I don't remember that. He was friends with LeJean from Seven Dust. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> you remember LeJean? It's like puzzles, man. If you give me another piece, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it does fit with that piece. Yeah, So yeah. you kept trying to find me, and for hours we stayed in the casino, and I'm talking about hours because we they were just like, we can't port. We're just going to go ahead and drive to the next city so you have plenty of time there. And so we just spent hours at the casino, and you would come in and check on me and, like, you were like every time I came to check on you, another uh, more rounds of Johnny Walker were getting bought. Yeah, we were crushing uh, the Johnny Walker, and 
And so we were rowdy and partying, and we end up, you know, calling it a night. And the next day, you were like, dude, you you were going hard last night. I'm like, well, there are not many times you get to party with Johnny Damon and, and LeJean. <laughs> so I, I was, you know, I was tearing it up. And so <laughs> you were like, yeah, but at the end, LeJean's wife, he was like, kept blowing him up and was looking for him. I don't think he was supposed to be out that late. So about that time, we're on the elevator going down to the breakfast buffet. And the elevator door opens on another floor. Here comes Jean and his wife, and they get on. It's like quiet. I'm like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And me, I'm like, "Hey, buddy, <laughs> coming in hot." <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, this is uh, this is Cassio, the guy that I was drinking with me and Johnny last night." And she goes, "Oh, not gonna be your friend." Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's like a, we're on one. Oh, we're not on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not going to the breakfast buffet. All of a sudden, <laughs> we're gonna get hemmed up with y'all. See you later, buddy. Call me if you want to drink some more. Now, I won't be drinking for the rest of the no, trip. I'm not allowed to hang out with you anymore. I don't know who's banned. We're going to get to the main story of the cruise, but. <laughs> it's so solid, dude. Somebody's banned guy got through, thrown in cruise ship jail. Oh, yeah. Boat jail. Do you for remember throwing, the band? Um, you don't, we don't have to call them out. I don't know if you remember who. I don't remember who it was. Somebody's um, banned. Didn't he, like, throw chairs off the balcony? He sure did. He threw. Chairs, plates, like all, like he, stuff he was, out of the room. He was on a rampage. I walked past it as he was doing it, and I was like, mm, that, "There is a thing called boat jail." I, I knew about it. I, for, I forget who it was because I remember they were supposed to gig, and it was like their show got canceled because he's in boat jail. That same cruise, one, a singer of one of the band's wife walked in on him with somebody in the cabin. And Let's dude, don't get stories mixed up. That was not me and Seven Dust. No, no, no. That wasn't you and Seven Dust. But that was your fingers up. <laughs> that was a singer of one of the bands. But let me tell you what happened, dude. After the argument, there was blood and feces all over the wall. So I don't know. What do you how. mean? If, I, in their hotel room? Yes. An argument ensued because she walked in on her husband, who was the singer of a band, with another woman in the room in the cabin, and it ended terribly with feces and blood all over the cabin yeah. I, at what point are you arguing with your wife where you're like oh i'm about to shit my hand and start getting real with this why do you think it was him i, it, I don't know well, see i immediately went her you think she was shitting her hand and throwing it <laughs> that is such animalistic behavior why do you think that belongs in a well, woman wait, not a man let's just let's just <laughs> it's a woman, not a man. dude the middle picture now is even more disturbing she's like oh i've had it yeah I, that's it I'm menstruating and I'm gonna cry. It's She's like, not menstruating. If you don't think? You just saw him hooking up. She got caught hooking up. Yeah. You didn't see him hooking up. You got they got caught no, no, hooking no. up. She walked in. Oh, she walked in. I, yeah, dude, who oh. knows? It was an ugly sight. Let's call. Oh, so this was a crazy. Oh, that's just one. Let's of the call stories. this. Let's see this though. Let's discuss for. Just, Can you for imagine just those a three in boat jail? Let's just. Discuss. What are you down here for? Well, I was throwing. Do a damn coffee table off how the about patio. You, how about you? Uh I well, threw we, shit at my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit at my wife. <laughs> you wanna, you, Where'd you throw that coffee table? Good to meet you. Stick out the hand going, no, buddy. I think it's going to be a fist bump from this one. <laughs> Maybe elbows. <laughs> Where'd you throw that patio furniture? I threw it starboard. Gulf of Mexico. Uh, I, I threw it forehead. Uh, that's what I threw. I hit a whale hey, right let's, in the square. On let's the talk about this. Uh, if you're going to throw feces... 
I mean, you better hope it's a solid. That's yeah, how you get a good no, grip. No, it was all over the walls and ceiling, they said. That'll get you put in boat job, by the way. All right, well, all right, next time you're in the shower, try to catch water and throw it everywhere. It's not going to – you can't get much. I mean, That's what I'm saying. You don't want it one of those runnies. You don't want a runny poop if you're going to throw it, right? Yeah, but that's probably what's going on on that Because if it's hard. Everybody's drinking, and the food, (laughs) if y'all been on cruises before, the food will. Well, yeah. You're going to to shore and drinking the water, you you know, hold it. You've been in Mexico, so you're already, you know, that water's not. She's going liquid, yeah. See, I thought of poop, you can get a better toss. Dude, the this, solid. <laughs> if we keep telling stories from Shiprock, this is gonna be bad. But get get just cut to the last <laughs> cut to the last. Okay, night. so we <laughs> now this is four or found, five days of this stuff. We found bathrobes in our uh, room, which you're gonna you're gonna uh, post a picture of. Okay, all right. We got pictures of us in the robes. We went. That was photo, the raining day. We went full photo shoot the day we got on the boat. Right. This is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You had lights that y'all put up for your gig. Yeah. We put. There were sirens. Like yeah. The police, the, the police light. We put those up. We had sunglasses. We're making drinks, and so then that became our gimmick is when we were stuck on the bus that we'd have our robes on a lot. Yeah. And so I would walk around. The ship and the robe, sometimes, you know, like we're running somewhere. I'm, I'm not going to the dinner buffet in my robe, but, we, you know, every now and then yeah. we just pop it on. So my running joke that week on the Shiprock cruise was uh, that people would come up to me and say something, and say hey to me and introduce themselves. And I go, I look, guys, I get it. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Right. That guy looks just like Vince Neil. And dude, only skinnier. Dude, this, the reason this joke is crushing is because Vince Neil has been such a cocksucker to people on. He's that. on the cruise. He won't. He try to take a picture. If you and are he would a throw guy, a bird up in front of his. I don't face. care how many albums of Motley Cruise you bought. If you're a guy, yeah, he he's giving you alt, buddy. Now, Nothing. if you're blonde, oh. you're in. Yeah, you're in. By the way, he only had to play one night, so it like he was eat up with you know his time being consumed with the concerts. Yeah. He played the final night of the cruise. So we've been doing this whole cruise. He stayed up in the up, 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 up deck. Didn't mm-hmm. didn't mingle at all. All the rest of the bands, that's the beauty of this cruise, were hanging You're out. You're contracted to hang in out. In the pool and, yeah. and, you know, be friends with everybody. So he's not doing anything. He's got, everywhere he this goes. This is the last night, so this joke Everywhere he goes, he's got, he's got two blondes with him. <laughs> I've crushed it all week on the cruise. Everybody that said something, I would say, I, not, I look just like Vince Neil, only skinnier. Uh, and <laughs> and it would just it would murder. So this now is, we're on the last night. And you, dude, by the somebody way. has smuggled bottles of alcohol onto the cruise because you know, you know, their uh, ex- alcohol is expensive on the cruise. So mm-hmm. not us. I mean, not they. They, they, they not caught us. years later. They caught that loophole, and you can't right. do anymore. But so uh, it, it ends up that now you think, oh, we're going to drink it. We'll drink all this tomorrow. We'll drink. We'll break this out tomorrow. Well, it never happens, and now we got extra bottles. So now we, nobody's got a gig. The next day is literally we flying land back in Miami and we're flying home. So everybody's in party mode. I'll never forget. It was right when um, some some company came out with alcohol infused whipped cream, and it was like chocolate, and they had like a strawberry. They were doing and, promos of it everywhere, and so they have too much bottles left over. So now these girls have confiscated. And they're just walking around, and 
they're literally just squirting it in their mouth. They're yeah. just doing. But they didn't realize that the more they squirted, that it was starting to stain. Their, yeah, their it looked mouth. like they had been on a porno shoot. Like it. So they got the vanilla whipped cream, and they walk up looking like they've been making they're out with Frosty the Snowman. They're grinning with like <laughs> right? with whipped cream chocolate. All over they look their like shirt. they look like Gustus Gloop from Willy Wonka, <laughs> like he's been eating all the chocolate. Like their teeth had melted yeah. out of their mouth. They look like they all stumbled out of a Willy Wonka porno parody. You know what I mean? It's an everlasting gobstopper. Yeah. So they, the, so that's going around. We got we're holding bottles of liquor, Jaeger, the whole deal. So I'm now we're really laying it on the Vince Neil. Yeah. We're laying the Vince Neil on because it's my last shot. Look, if you hadn't heard my go-to joke for the week, I got one night to shoot it on you. Yeah. <laughs> I got one night. Hey, Frank hadn't heard it. Go tell him. Shot. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't you, know where you got the balls to go up to his band because you saw them did. on the deck. And they're not. I said. We knew that they're not close because we could see they're not hanging out one time on the ship together except but, when they're on stage. Right. And then, so this last night, they're at two separate tables. The whole band, their wives. Mm-hmm. So there's like six, eight people here at this one table eating a beautiful dinner while we're partying at the bar, you mm-hmm. know, right across the deck from them. And Vince is like two tables over in the corner. He set up the red velvet rope like somebody's going to can't get through that yeah. uh, on, yeah. a sh- on a ship rock cruise. So he's sitting in the corner. Y'all, car- y'all start feeding me curry. Bet you won't. Bet you won't go tell man, Vince hey, man, man. I, I got to be a free cabin on this cruise. You need to go earn it <laughs> right now. I need you to get over there. So we have some more liquid courage, and I head over. I say go run it past the band, see what they think. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, got- I ain't seen them hanging out once. I think they're just employees, and they're just. Dude, I think if in you my head, pre- in my head that 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 was actually low key. that's where it was going to end. They're the ones that said they they're right. the ones that said. But go- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Y'all y'all go. You were going. I bet you won't go do it to his band. Yeah, that's so, that, that's it. I, I stumble up in a bathrobe. Okay, Take I got the you. The middle picture. I got you in tow in a bathrobe. Okay, you're shadowing me, giggling just because you know what's happening. I know. <laughs> I interrupt this big dinner. They got candlelight. Now they're out on the pool deck, but still, it's, it's a nice white tablecloth dinner. You know, everybody's got glasses of wine and stuff. And I walk, I come bebopping up. Hey guys, what's up, man? <laughs> they're like, uh, they oh, got they're like, oh, here's yeah. another one. Of, we, here's hey, our 500th one of these interactions. Hey, man, great show, man. You guys killed it up. You guys, you are. You do sound like you have peanut butter in your mouth at this point. Dude. It sounds like you're trying to get something out. So, hey, guys. You guys, I know what you guys are saying. And they're like, oh, God. You know, here we go. I go, look at me. I know what you're saying. That guy looks just like Vince Neil. And it was an awkward silence. I go, only skinnier. And then, boom, collapse. They just die with laughter. <laughs> They die. They are falling back. Because the awkward silence, they thought I was going to say I look like Vince Neil, which I didn't. Right. But when I said only skinnier, it crumbled the table. Dude. And I'm like, look, now I'm looking around, like looking at you like, yeah, I killed it. <laughs> and you're like, so they go, one of the guys in the band goes, hey, you see this bottle of wine? And it's a giant magnum bottle of wine. Yeah. They go, you see that bottle of wine? We'll let you have that wine. You'll go straight over as to if that's what stable. you needed at right. all. Like I needed more liquid courage. He goes, "I'll give you this bottle of wine if you'll walk straight over and tell that to Vince." I'm like, 
What? He, what are you telling me where Vince is? I'm just around his face. It was man. the fact that the band wanted you to do it. You didn't give a shit about the why. Hey, my favorite is I remember in my head, they're like, he's two tables down. I don't even know he's over there. Look, he's right over there. And I'm yeah. like, we talking about? And I turn around, I'm like, oh, shit. You don't know me. I'll go I, do that right now. You want me to? I'm just going to walk up to him right now. Oh, you, he don't scare me, man. <laughs> and they're like, do it. Grab the ball of wine. So now I got this giant ball of wine. I got some kind of drink in the other hand. <laughs> uh, I remember the look on Vince's face when you tapped him. Dude, it was like. Hey, he's sitting there with his back turned with two blondes giggling yeah. in his ear. He's having the time of his life. I go, hey, man. Vince. Vince. Just in a <laughs> second, man. Just hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out. And he's got that bottle hey, of wine hanging out. got a stagger over the red velvet rope. Dude, and by the way, your robe is not tied worth a shit, dude. You're exposing <laughs> all kinds of... <laughs> I expected Vince to go, did you sit in some gum? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and she got a wad of gum sticking out of your robe there. So I, he goes, I get in front of him and I go, hey, let me tell you what, man. People all week. People all week. Not once. Several times. Just every day I get it, man. I know your pain of celebrity because I ain't getting it, too. <laughs> You're burping. And he has no idea what I'm about to say. And he goes, look, man. I said, I know even you probably are thinking. You're like, damn. That guy looks just like Vince Neil. <laughs> and... And the girls, his girls that are with him start looking and there's an awkward pause and I go, only skinnier. I fully expect Vince to punch him right in his fucking belly. When I said only skinnier, the girls that were with him started laughing. (laughs) Dude, he never picks up on it, dude. He, he was, looks right in and he's like, really? Been, Sticks his hands out, shakes his fucking hand, which I would have looked at you and been like, no telling where that dude's hand's been. There's not enough Purell on this boat. He get, stuck his hand out and went, get fucking the fucking down to 102. Get on. Kick on. Kick stop. Wow. Come on. Kick stop my hand on. So that was our Vince Neil. I walked away a champion from dude. that. Oh, we were... Everybody was on the deck laughing because I had like the whole time he's doing it. I was like, y'all look at this. Now, now y'all don't know what he's saying, but I'm telling you what he's saying. He's telling hey. Vince right now that people over in the boat keep mistaking him for him. I think of the other. Dressed like you were was what made it so funny. One of like, my... You had this who gives a fuck <laughs> outfit on, you know. One of my favorite things about the, that I'll never forget about the cruise. Because you, you've been on multiple these. This is my first cruise ever. It's still the only cruise I've ever been I on. Say, that's your only cruise, I think. <laughs> uh, my favorite is the first night we party. We do, You know, you guys are gigging. We, we watch everybody jam. We go back to the back to our cabin. Me and you split the cabin. And you go, it's like 3 in the morning. And you go... Hey, man, I'm hungry. I'm going to get a chicken salad sandwich. I'm like, oh, I got to go fuck yourself. And you're like, no, no. I'm going to get a chicken salad sandwich. I'm like, dude, there's nothing open, man. I didn't look. I checked all the places I know where they serve food on this boat before we got here. You're like, dude, it's a cruise. They will deliver it 24-7. And I'm like, it's bullshit, man. Oh, that's you go, the magic thing about a cruise. <laughs> you go, hang on. You get on the phone. You go, hey. I need some chicken salad sandwiches and some chips. Now I'm like looking at. I'm waiting on you to get shot down. Get and you shot. go, yeah. No, as a matter of fact, make it two. And I'm like, and you go, yeah. I'm gonna eat both of these. 
<laughs> you're on the phone. I go, do you make it for man? Get all the chicken salad sandwiches. <laughs> and literally every night, no matter the time, we we got chicken salad sandwiches delivered to the room. Dude, that was that's one of the great things about a cruise, dude. Any yeah, because we needed a lot of stuff to soak up that liquor. That saved a lot of nights. Do you want to get anything before we get out of here? We're gonna do, we're gonna have a part two. We got too much stuff to get into, oh, dude, but there's is so there, much. I we need mean. we need one to go out. Or is that, I mean, that was pretty um, solid, dude. Vince Neil was a pretty solid out. Yeah, there's that time we played a clan rally. <laughs> wait, wait, you don't know, just stop, just stop. I got a short, I got a short story, and then you're starting, you're stopping on clan rally. All right, no, it's really quick. It yeah, was, we I got, a, I got a quick funny story too. Okay, I want to tell mine, and then you tell yours. Fire. Well, maybe should I should tell mine? <laughs> tell your clan. Go your clan. No, we just we played a gig and they said it was a, a uh, chili cook-off contest in Selma, Alabama. Did we show up to this place and it is David Allen Clove Black Album being blared? There are rebel flags everywhere. And y'all didn't know that going in. You just I had no you thought, idea. We're gigging a chili cook-off. Yeah, we were hired and paid before we even left the house, so we show up and. Dude, it is one of the craziest things. I'm thinking, oh, this is a Klan rally or a white supremacist, some kind of organization like that. They weren't in robes, but there was clearly the the writing the on uniform. the uniform. Right. Everything else was there. And um, they're having a chili cook-off, and we start noticing that uh, behind the trailers of each individual barbecue or chili stand or whatever it was, that the judges are being blown by the people cooking the chili <laughs> trying to win the contest. And I was like, oh, this was so crazy at a Klan rally. Now it's a judges being persuaded by blowjobs. Was it a swinger? No, it was it a was just, literal. They wanted votes that bad. For some reason, they wanted to win so bad. They're like sending each person from their camp over to blow one of All the right. judges. Uh, if that chili cook-off is still there. Are y'all hungry? <laughs> y'all need some judges? And now we're going to hear from an advertisement from, <laughs> from a restaurant here in town called... No, what? So did you... I would have immediately acted like I was a judge. Uh, no, no <laughs> that's such a good call. I would have put some glasses on. Guys, I'm here to judge your chili. <laughs> yeah, no, Go they, ahead and get that jaw loose. They were, they were, there was about as many teeth as a jack-o'-lantern in that whole... Okay. In that whole place. Okay. Okay. What, what, am I giving you reasons for the blowjobs? <laughs> I'm, telling, I'm waiting on I'm the negatives. to line up the negatives. Sure. Clan rally racists get together is really a hard Dude, we hard got, sale. We had to. But get the rest out of, of it sounded amazing. We had to get out of there. Did y'all gig? Yeah, we played, and we played they later love on that it? night. We played later on that night in a town called Mountain Brook, and I don't know if everybody's local that listens to this. Mountain Brook is a really nice side of town. Yeah. We went from playing on a flatbed trailer at a clan rally, double dipped, played that night, that night in Mountain Brook at a bar. We're like, good <laughs> God, can you see two totally different classes of people in one day? What a polar opposite one. All right. I got one quick and we'll get out of here. Oh, what is this about? This is fun. Uh, one of my favorite moments of ever hanging out with you that I still tell people, you, you, don't, you don't have any idea where this is about to go, <laughs> is... <laughs> If you know David Lynham, Lynham has the compound, the farm. I don't know what y'all call it. Lynham Farm? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, I guess. Whatever you want to call it. They have Do you have a name rest- for it? I don't know. Double L Ranch. It, it breaks me. I have to work till Wednesday to feed all of them. <laughs> so you got seven dogs, mm-hmm. right? Seven chickens, Cats. seven dogs, three pigs. 
Just a lot. If you, it's like Noah's Ark. <laughs> okay. We got so my favorite is. And they're all pets. We're not eating any of this. All right, right. By the way, we're feeding it and not eating any of it. Well, look at look at if you're watching on YouTube, one of us is vegetarian and one of us is not. Yeah. <laughs> the in shape guy. Right. Ain't eating that meat anymore. I'm not in. Shape. All right. So, well, in this YouTube video, you are outstanding shape. Hank the Pitbull is chiming in. Listen, so we we happen to be uh, <laughs> <laughs> these setups are tough, aren't they? <laughs> you got a you've got a pig. At the time, you had a goat, and we're sitting on your back deck, and you're like, "Hey, man, just want to let you know we've we're we're tethering the goat right now." Oh, weathering it, weathering. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what's weathering? And you're like, I had just learned myself. You put a rubber band, you put a band, a rope, whatever, around the balls of the goat. This is basically, and it takes six weeks. This is how they're fixed. Instead Dude, of going in and getting spayed or neutered, it's such happenstance that it happened on this day. <laughs> no, it was amazing. It had been going on. It had been clipped. I mean, right. Been the rubber band. You're like, we have no balls. idea when it's going to fall. It's just clipped, and when it eventually just rots off. And I'm like, this ain't how you do this. Get Go like the dog and get spayed or neutered. You're like, it's not how they do it in the goat world, man. <laughs> like, this is how we do goats. This is the humane way. You don't just slice it off. <laughs> right. You tie a rope around it till it you rots cut, off. You cut the blood to it, and it's slowly and not as painful. <laughs> right. Now, it's hard to imagine sure. as a guy that ain't painful. Let me say, tie those up right now, guys. Yeah, see how quick. Get one of your wife's hair ties and go ahead and pinch out around you boys. Yeah. Uh, see how not painful it is. I don't think we've polled goats for this yet. Well, yeah, yeah no, yeah, because every time we take a poll of the goat and you ask them the answer, it's yeah. So, so you you go look. We don't know when it's going to happen. It can happen any day now, and that and then he'll be ready to go. And I'm like, I just don't believe you. I'm like, what are we talking about? So the goat, and the goat is the goat's right in front of us. In front of the pool. I mean, not five goes, seconds after I told you about it. <laughs> and his balls dropped. They fall on the ground. <laughs> dude. His ball, ba- ground. his apple bag hits the ground right in front of As us. As he makes his loud and dude, noise. I'm telling you, you immediately went, what the goose? <laughs> and then. He's screaming. As my brain's trying to process yeah, the wildest thing happened, his pig Clearly comes out of nowhere and eats the balls. Dude, right, you barely even get a glimpse at it hitting the ground. It, it didn't even get warm on the ground, and the pig's like, "Yes, think I will." <laughs> so it. imagine this goat. Do you there scream and goes, like, "No!" <laughs> and his balls hit the ground, and I, my brain's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I, know, I can see your head exploding. You go, "No!" You're excited. We're supposed to get it back out of its mouth, right? <laughs> I was like, "No, pig, sir." We the don't. Pig just walk like like an acorn just kept walking sucked <laughs> it like, up dude and i'm sucked like no up. he ate his balls <laughs> it was the wildest I moment on the farm that. and you were giddy you were like yeah finally that's just nature yeah i like, didn't have to clean it up <laughs> we had goat's balls rot off in front of us and a pig that ate was it. our dinner damn it <laughs> pig ate it. like if you would have said how can we make the chaos of a goat's balls rotting off right in front of you even more chaotic? I go, there ain't a way. And you Aren't go, animals how amazing? about I just throw a pig in to eat it? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, you're just talking make-believe now. 
Aren't animals amazing? That, that pig must have known they were about to fall. <laughs> you think he smelled them? You think he was like, no. Dude, I've, told, I've been telling everybody, I think a pig would eat a pork sandwich. My, if you hand I could take my socks off and my pit bull walks by and pick. You think he went, he's about to take him socks off. No, no, I don't know. I just feel like he had to. He's sip. like, he knew it? It, it. it was so quick. It was like one fluid motion. <laughs> he almost caught it in his mouth before it hit the ground, you know? It just, he can't just. Yeah. And just ate it. Just sucked it up and I go, where is it? It's fast. Go, where is it? You went, no. I don't think he even. No. <laughs> you, no. I remember you going, no, 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 no. That did not just happen. <laughs> like you thought we were supposed to stop it. Yeah. Reach in there and get his mouth. I was like, no, sir. It's no, like, sir. It's nature. <laughs> <laughs> Get something out of my dog's mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah finger scoop like a kid. Spit it out. Spit it out. I was like, "Get in there!" You're like, "No." I remember you going and telling Lauren about it. I remember Lauren was like, "No, what?" Y'all, no. Fed, y'all, y'all, y'all fed it to him. Y'all we did drugs. not. I was like, we did not feed it to him. <laughs> to this day, He's it like, blows that my mind. So awful. I cannot believe y'all did that. I go, "Listen to me when we tell you that the thing just scooped it up." Look. We've done some shitty things in our lives. This ain't one of them. I'll go get a game camera and go get another goat and do it and show you how quick (laughs) these pigs have an intuition for ball bags like I've never seen in my life. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Hey, before we go, I want to correct uh, uh, Cole Kubelik on here. Cole Kubelik? Uh, Or as I like to call him, Cold Shower Kubelik. Okay, so he a previous guest here on Cassius Cut. If you haven't listened, he's the episode that started the Little Debbie talk. So Dude, we, he's we the, have all the Little Debbie talks. He's the guy that's transformed the most of anybody I've ever met, I think. Because, dude, he was got his life Frank the Tank back in, <laughs> back in I, what year? Do you know about what year that would be? Man, that was... Uh, five, oh four. I was about to say oh four, five, oh six. It's definitely right in there. I remember Cassio being like, "We're going to the game, man. We're going afterwards. We're going." Me and my, my buddy Cole. You guys I, were gigging in Auburn. I don't know where I Cole's met Cole a form, before. Cole is a. I form, may not have. You may have introduced him to me that night. I don't remember. Um, it was either that night or pretty recent. Like you guys didn't hang out much for sure. And so I came down. He did a pregame radio show, and I did a show, and I said, oh, "Look, yeah, man, that's right. we're gonna be we're gonna be done afterwards." And you're like, "When y'all get through the game, we're gonna be at the Warrior Eagle Supper Club down in Auburn." And, we don't start till midnight there. Yeah, so. go back, go back and listen to Cole's story. He talks about how he, uh, well, he played college football at Auburn and he got kicked out of the bar and got a perma ban. He got no, banned no, no. He got for kicked life. out of the bar so many times they were like, "Hey, right. enough pissing on the Gallagher machine." Right, and that's that was true. the final straw. You're right, and that's where his story ended. But the night we played there, so like the funny part in the Cole uh, interview was that I could not. I t- I kept telling Cole. There's no way they're going to remember you. This is years ago, many many years and ago. And you're like, even if they do, my buddy David, he'll get you. This is my buddy David's playing. We're on the list. Yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fine. And <laughs> it's so funny. He the knew. story is, as soon as we got in line, literally, I mean, there's like a hundred people in line. Yeah, y'all are way back there. The security guard peeks his head out of the line and goes, "Kublik, you're banned for life." And I'm like. <laughs> 
what in the world? A hundred people all turned yeah. at one time. And well, be like, you know, who is this mother? Cole's like, towering over yeah. everybody. He, dude, he's an ox, dude. By the way, he is still in linebacker physique, dude. Like nose guard, just absolute freight train of a human being. And dude, when he is drinking, I'm telling you, he was like so abrasive. Like even he, he, he would be affectionate at times and just be dragging you by your head right. and your feet dragging. Like he was like head. a mice and man, and Lenny, I love him and pet him and yeah, him yeah. And <laughs> he's just dragging you. I can't you. breathe. He so, would be like, "What's up, Lionel?" And you don't even know me. And he's like, he "Got me at a headlock." You're like, "I just worked hole. on this mohawk." Yeah, my guy liner smearing. <laughs> <laughs> So they walk out of line, and like Cass says, man, because knocks on the bus door and goes, man, I, I hate to do this, but <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize the severity of yeah. the situation, but uh, my boy Cole, he, I was like, give me the backstory real quick. Well, he's been kicked out every few times, and I was like, oh, obviously, but what for fighting? He was like, no, I don't think it's ever been for fighting, but yeah. it's, it's been for some rambunctious. But but anyway, neither here nor there. Can you talk to security? Maybe get him in. And I go, sure, if you say he's going to be cool, I'm sure yeah. he'll be cool. I go up there and tell Which him. Which I thought that was innocent. I thought you going, look, man, he's yeah. with us tonight. He ain't going to do anything. Yeah, he's, look. He he's not in college anymore. Cause all, yeah, he actually, all he's been happened. broadcasting. Yeah. He's working for a network. Still. All this happened while he, when he was in college. This uh -huh. is way after college. You're right. So we thought it's over with. Right. And so you vouched for him and got him in. And they, hey, they told me right then and there. They go, hey, David. Do you think we built this empire of a club by, by putting <laughs> lifetime bans on people? I go, no, I know, I know you didn't. He goes, do you realize the kind of shit you have to do to get a lifetime ban from this club? And I go, I, I said, he's cool, right? That's why I looked at Cassie and go, he, he's cool. I said, well, right? I've never had an issue with no, him. No, no, he'll be fine. And he was like, uh, God, he held it together so well right there. But I swear, the first set, he came up on stage and was like, Real, you know, doing that. What's up, buddy? What you want to start some shit with me? Just playing around like he was just. It hurts so bad. You want to be a tough guy, be like, oh man, knock it off, and like punch him in the arm. But if you did something like that, he would level you back and be like, yeah, man, I like that kind of games. I like those kind of like buddy pal games where we punch each other in the arm. I always buddy knock somebody. <laughs> games, dude. Second, right. second set starts. This is 2.30 in the morning. He's been going since the game ended. We've both been going. Yeah, but you're I will not tell that you dude. This. You're not that kind of I will dude. tell you this. I, I can't remember if we told it in the in the Kublik, uh podcast or on. I believe that was episode three. Um, I distinctly remember this. Is that it was dollar PBR night. and, and just, our, It's like we baited him into our this. bill. Our <laughs> bill was triple digits. On dollar beers. <laughs> our, our, he had to have been buying for other people, too, I guess. Well, I'm sure, but I know me and him, we did our fair share of right. a dollar PBRs. I mean, they were they were going down fast. Dude, they I were, look off we stage. We were sweating for five hours at your show. And so, we you know, we put him away. He got mad because the, the ladies disappeared. Oh, yeah. Late, late in the night. It was a, it was oh, a sword yeah. fight. It was a late in the night. So he, I look and he's in a full Nelson by a bigger security guard, which I didn't think the supper club had at the time. But can you imagine being that guy that's like, hey, that guy's got to go. Go get him. I'd be like, uh, me get him? I didn't Why see, don't you get Roy to go? It. I didn't see this because I was closing our, our tab out. 
He's, and I just know I heard, went, time to go. Yeah, it was right at our second break. It was the song before. He's kicked out. And I was like, why did you, what did he do? I was like, I didn't want to say, why did you do it? Obviously, they were justified. They wouldn't have done it. He, they said, we should tell pissing in a trash can right in front of the stage. There were girls there. I go, okay. Line's too long. Yeah. Uh, wait, maybe that's Line, what This it. is all allegedly reportedly. Right. Uh, this is the... I know this is the Then reason. y'all get outside and something happens I don't even know about. I, that's the story I told. That I, ended up, I ended up taking him to Crystal, and we ordered the steamer, steamer pack. <laughs> and he's like, she's like, man, y'all need anything? So the, at the time, the pack was 24 crystals, four fries, and four drinks. And it's just Holy me and him. Shit. Okay? And so we're like, we can't wait to split this. And we get back to, we get back to uh, the room that we're at, and he... Well, oh, we're at the window, and he goes, "She goes, y'all need any like salt, pepper, ketchup, whatever?" And he goes, "Yeah, we're." He's in the passenger seat, of course. We're gonna need some. We're gonna need some ketchup. And I'm like, "Yeah, we need some ketchup." All right. So she gets like four packs of that. He goes, "Ma'am, I said we're gonna need some ketchup." <laughs> so she goes, "Okay, honey." So she gets like a handful, and drops it in. And he goes, "Look, are you gonna give us ketchup or not?" <laughs> he's just like. So she like keeps putting handfuls, and she's just, they're making that eye contact, like when to stop, like, like you, like they're doing cheese at Olive Garden. Tell me when, and he won't. Say and he when. finally goes, "All right, so dude, he used almost every pack. I I did not know his game at that point was an entire pack of ketchup for one bite of crystal. That's dude, that's me. I did that too. I'll do it now. So his still ate me. his crystal's two bites. So it's pack of ketchup, half the crystal. Pack of ketchup. That's what I did. I'd squirt the ketchup in my mouth and then take a bite. <laughs> oh, I know it's gross. That's so it. gross. I know. Uh, so he went through all of them. We we killed that too. By the way, we killed twenty four twenty crystals is the same thing as White Castle where we at tiny steam burgers. Uh, yeah. So four four fries and twenty four crystals. Oh, uh, I just about screamed when I heard cole telling that story i was like oh no 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 you're messing it up buddy you're messing it up um i got you another chance and you <laughs> are we gonna we're gonna do one before we get through with we're gonna do one quick question i'm not gonna do little debbies to you because you're you're kind of in shape these days you can i mean i can buff. still yeah three i wouldn't al- kick any of them out of bed three so. albums on a deserted island i oh oh yeah yeah wayne music on plastic really yeah okay first of all if you Birmingham don't know that, band, I, yeah, if you don't, they're broken up. And absolutely great album, just one of the best. It's I've, one of those. If you lived in the Birmingham, Alabama area, it was that's one not of those. Why al- I like it. If they were from Seattle, I would say that. No, no, I'm saying, but yeah, at the but, time in Birmingham, that was that out that CD. It was a CD at the time mm-hmm. that it kept getting stolen. You would have to replace your Wayne CD. Yeah. Um, I but I see. I knew that was big in your pocket, but I didn't know it was a Deserted Island album. It's number one of all time. Okay. Second's probably Melancholy, Infinite Sadness, Smashing Pumpkins. Really? And then third is, yeah, Melancholy. Yeah, it's something about the time period. I think all music is great in every era, but everybody's always like, have you noticed how old people are like, they don't make it like they used to. This oh, Glenn Miller today was is shit. Music today ain't shit. You're just not 17 years old drinking and partying and getting yeah, laid to it, to making memories. Right. Yeah, speaking to you more. <clears throat> right. All right. So you got. I, by the way, you, you oh for two on. I don't know what I thought you had, but I, that was never would have been the. How game. about three's gonna? Three's gonna blow you away. Is Bob Marley uh, 
Legend, the greatest hits. Okay. I just love I it. didn't know you were a Bob Marley I bought guy. it. I bought it over the years, probably six times, and lost it. Well, it's a great album. Yeah. All those are great albums. I, I yeah. I, by the way, I wouldn't have got close. I mean, and I'd give you these albums, and in a month, I'd be like on that island going. Damnation! Why didn't I fucking? I mean, grab you're gonna <laughs> journey. God Almighty, journey you're greatest hits. Have you lost your line? <laughs> I love you. You weren't worried about any grief that you're gonna get on social no, media. No, it's like tattoo you, regret. You, I love how you put yourself on. I'm a month in on the island. I'm gonna want another one. Yeah, yeah. I know you are. I know, but you made this fact, decision. Though I think your first priority is gonna be getting off the island. Yeah, I love you. I mean, I should have brought another you album. Jamming, listening to music. I should have brought another. It's your priorities straight. Cast away. Get the fuck off that island. Look, I'm just not gonna work on that raft because I don't have any music to jam to. I yeah. should have brought another album, guys. <laughs> It's almost done building it, and this album ran out. This Bob Marley music is way too ironic sitting on the beach, uh, deserted. All right, so we got you down. Tell everybody um, how they can find you on social media. David K. Lynam, L-Y-N-A-M. David K. Lynam on Instagram. That's right. Not on Snapchat. Yeah, Dave O. Lynam. I'm saying it's not David K. Lynam. it's not. None of the Facebook, just Instagram, and you don't do the Twitter hardly. Hard, no, I'm not on there. What I mean, I'm it, on it, but I'm What is it, just in case? Dave O'Linum. So Dave O'Linum, D-A-V-O-L-Y-N-A-M, on Snapchat It may and be Twitter. David Linum. Oh, here we go. Dude, I just don't. Consolidate, just, I can only remember one social at a time. I'm going to make you call to Conrad Thompson and do <laughs> consolidation, because you need to get your username <laughs> consolidated, dude. <laughs> What are you doing? It's I 2019. Did, I don't know. Why, I, when people come up to you and ask you, you remember meeting me? And you go, no. I think I want to say that to people. I want to go, no, I don't remember passwords to my own social media <laughs> handles. Why in the hell would I remember That's you? That's why you should consolidate them all to the same. That way you can know all of them. And then if somebody picks into one that got my whole life. Well, I didn't say keep the password. Just uh, uh, <laughs> look at okay. you. Well, they got my everything. I mean, I made my password for social security number. I've been listening to Lifelock commercials, and I'm terrified of this shit. <laughs> well, my Snapchat, uh, ironically, it's my social security number. I'll just tell you all that. Yeah. My, my, your social media is probably a, a lot more... That's you not advanced. A, a lot of followers than me. I just, I just. You're on the radio and this podcast. Your social media. All you do is you're on social media. Yeah, I'm saying though, but you stay on. You social. can give yours out. I've never. It's awkward for me to give out my social media right I'm now. I'm gonna give I'm just, you. I'm gonna give you 13. How many followers do you think you got on Instagram? 2480 or something. It's because nobody knows damn David K. Lynam. Is that a stupid name? I mean, I realize my last name. You got twenty four hundred. Mm-hmm. We gotta get you. We gotta get your numbers up. Oh, I know. Huh? I know. I'm taking a beating. On. Is Dave O'Lyon? I'm not taking. I don't know. I'll look. Can you change it? Possibly by the time this is airing, he's got a new Instagram, which is the even worse thing to do is change your name. <laughs> So search Dave O'Lynham and David K. I'm a mystery, dude. I'll be in a bunker if you need me. All right. Uh, there you go. Social media. Follow us on uh, social media at Casio's Cut on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the same at Casio's Cut. You can find me, the Casio Kid, on Twitter and Instagram as well. It is that easy. Uh, I'm not going to give out my P.O. box again because David gets uncomfortable. I'm telling you, you're going to get some anthrax. You're going to get It feels uncomfortable. 
about it. Thank you guys for listening to another edition of Cassio's Cut. We better stop before we get embarrassed. We're out. Casio, check him out at his real job. Yeah, the one that actually pays the bills. Listen to the Jimbo and Casio Morning Show live 6 to 10 a.m. Central on TheRocket951.com. This one's called Walmart Beauty. I saw you walking with three of your kids. You look absolutely beautiful. Mm. You're around 300 pounds, maybe more. Excuse me? Hat on jogging pants with a camouflage pink shirt on. Is this me? <laughs> your, hair was, your hair was up in a messy ponytail. And even though you were missing your front tooth, your big blue eyes made up for it. Hey, good for him. Get on it. Huh? Thick thighs save lives. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Get it, guy. I was not aware. I tell you this, the inside legs of those sweatpants were hot. <laughs> Warm. <laughs> Rubbing together. I can't wear corduroy pants or a brush fire break out. So I, I, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I ain't, look, I ain't hating, you know what I mean? Some, some people think I'm hating, I ain't hating. <laughs> you know what they say, Jimbo? Hmm. Her curves aren't a curse, her body's a blessing, her thighs are thunder, and her hips are heaven. Listen live online or download the Rocket app for your tablet or smartphone. Just search WRTT Rocket 95.1 in the Apple or Google Play Store.